Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with MLB.com Mets reporter Anthony DeComo, And it continues to be a quiet time in the offseason for the New York Mets. Uh, seems like Ioannis Cespedes uh, re-signed with the Mets years ago at this point because it's been so quiet, Anthony. Obviously, still some work to do at some point in the offseason as far as adding some uh, relief and hopefully Uh, for the Mets, trading Jay Bruce at some point. But we're going to start to focus on the 2017 roster as it stands right now. As we look ahead to spring training, uh, we'll go position by position over the coming weeks. We're going to start behind the plate with the catchers, which is going to be a key position for this Mets team in 2017. It all starts with Travis Darno. Obviously a disappointing 2017. He's shown glimpses in the past when he's healthy, um, how important is a healthy and productive Travis Darno to the 2017 Mets? Oh, he's massively important. You look at the roster, you look at the position players who are there. Um, really, there's there's two guys who are on the team who stand a reasonable chance to be significantly better in 2017 than they were in 2016. One of them is, is Michael Conforto out in the outfields, and the other one is Travis Darno. Um, I mean, you can talk about other spots in the diamond, like third base, obviously. You know, David Wright can be healthy, can be better, but the Mets got production out of that position. They didn't get any production out of the catching position last year. Um, you know, by the end of the year, Rene Rivera was starting uh, more often than not behind the plate, and, and he's a nice player. He's a nice piece to have on the team. He'll be the backup again this year, uh, but he's not a starting big league catcher. Uh, everyone around the team knows that. Everyone around the game knows that. Travis Darno is and can be and has shown in the past but he has that capability, certainly offensively, uh, to be an above average, maybe even if things break right, a great catcher. Uh, he hasn't been healthy throughout his entire career, major and minor league career. Uh, and when healthy, he hasn't been consistently good. Um, you know, last year or two years ago, I should say, uh, he was struggling so much that he went down to the minor leagues uh, as a, not a veteran, but as a, as a player who had been around. Um, you know, last year he missed time. With a shoulder injury again, he's had elbow troubles. He's had uh, everything under the sun, really, uh, has kept Travis Darno off the field, and he just hasn't had that consistent time. Um, you know, he's had some issues defensively. He's obviously had some issues offensively. But you look up, and really, we're less than two years removed from a productive Travis Darno. In 2015, uh, he had a really nice season. He showed 
glimpses of, of what he can be, um, even into the playoffs. I believe he hit three or four home runs, uh, some of them in big games. He had that monster one and uh, hit the batter's eye, the apple out in center field, the city field, if people remember that in the World Series. Uh, so there were some there were some really big, good, nice things that Travis Darno has done. And, you know, he is still in his 20s here. He's still a young player. Uh, those abilities, I don't think anyone in the front office and the coaching staff, I don't think anyone wants to just sit here and say that those abilities disappeared, that they evaporated, that there's nothing left in there worth saving. Um, to the contrary, the Mets showed a lot of faith in Travis Darno this winter in that they are sticking with him. Uh, they could have gone out, and, and granted, it would have been out of their budget with other things they're trying to do, but they could have gone out and signed a Matt Wieters or, or a Wilson Ramos and given them the job effectively and said, uh, you know, the Travis Darno experiment is over. Um, they didn't do that. They're sticking with Darno. Um, they're doubling down on Darno in a sense. They hired a bench coach and Glenn Sherlock, who's a catching expert. And the idea there is, is you know, let those two work together in spring training on their defense, clear Travis Darno's mind on the defensive side of things, throwing footwork, all of that, so that he really has nothing to focus on except for his hitting. And hitting's what's going to matter for Travis Darno. Hitting's what's going to keep him as the starter, uh, keep him in the big leagues, keep him in the lineup. And if he can do that, I mean, that's just everything for a Mets team that, uh, again, has a lot of familiar faces at a lot of places where they expect to receive the same production as they did last year, but not a lot of spots where they can really say, all right, all right we expect this guy to be better. Travis Erno is one of those guys, and the Mets really need him too. You mentioned basically what was a vote of confidence by uh, not bringing in anyone else behind the plate. Uh, what about Travis Darno late last season as far as his mental state? I mean, you're, you know, you can't get inside a guy's mind, but, but you talk to these guys all the time, Anthony. Uh, did he seem like the confidence was kind of shot late in 2016? Does he need to rebuild that, or is he a guy that always has the confidence? It's just a matter of it working out on the field. I, you know, I don't think that Travis Darno's confidence in himself was shot. I, I, I don't think most athletes are wired that way. I, I think in general – you know, baseball players uh, think they're going to succeed uh, all the time. And obviously that's not always the case, but I, but I don't think Travis Darno ever really doubted himself. What I think he started to doubt was that, am I going to get the opportunities? Um, and he had lost those opportunities. You know, Rene Rivera started the National League wildcard game, and that was because, you know, Noah Syndergaard preferred throwing to him. Uh, you know, a lot of these pitchers who have had trouble or holding on base runners, Rene Rivera was helping them with that. Um, I think a lot of the pitchers by year's end were just more comfortable with Rivera because of how adept he was defensively, uh, game calling, all of that stuff. So the point is, none of that would have happened for as good of a defensive catcher and as good of a veteran leader as Rene Rivera is. None of that would have happened if Travis Darno was hitting 280 with 25 home runs at that point. Uh, you know, offense plays in this league, especially at that position where you just don't see that many plus offensive players behind the plate. Uh, again, Travis Darno can be one of those guys. And, uh, you know, I don't think that it was confidence was an issue so much as he, he was looking up at the end of the year and saying, well, you know, I'm in this spot now where I'm playing one out of every two games, even one out of every three games. Rene Rivera is the starter. Um, I should be the starter. And I think that's the mentality that he has to have going into spring training. I think, uh, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to look at this as, I'm competing for a job, but maybe it's not the worst mentality in the world to go into camp and say, look, I have to prove myself all over again. Um, I was once a top, top prospect. Remember, 
Travis Darno was the guy in the RADQ trade. Noah Syndergaard was not the guy. He was a nice live arm that the Mets hoped would turn into something. Travis Darno was the blue chipper in that trade. And, um, you know, he needs to come back out and, and almost like he's coming to camp for the first time all over again as that top, top prospect and say, look, I have to prove that I belong here. I have to prove that, um, you know, I deserve these at-bats. I deserve these reps behind the plate. And, you know, if he can go and, and do that with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder in spring training, um, I don't think the confidence is going to be lacking. I think he, he believes he can do it. And I think the Mets believe that with the proper coaching, uh, he can. You mentioned Rivera. Kevin Ploiecki also uh, on the 40-man roster as far as catching goes. Rivera, um, obviously you want him to be the backup. You don't want him to get as much playing time as he did late in 2016. Um, how about his value beyond catching, beyond being a really good uh, defensive catcher? How about the veteran presence in that clubhouse? Because Rivera seems to be a guy that, that can really give a clubhouse a lift as well, and, and guys can just really feed off of him. Yeah, for sure. And what he did last year uh, was tough to do. Um, you know, he was signed with the Mets uh, really at the very end of spring training and, uh, you know, didn't have camp to come and spend all of February, March getting to know people. And then, you know, he was in the minor leagues for a time. So to come in kind of cold midseason and develop that chemistry, both with the pitching staff and with other people on the team, I think it, it speaks volumes as to what kind of a uh, guy, what kind of a veteran leader Rene Rivera is. And I think that's a big reason why the Mets wind up tendering him a contract this winter. Um, they need that stability factor, especially because you know we've just spent six or seven minutes here talking about what we don't know about Travis Darno. Well, at least they have that bedrock to fall back on. At least they have this guy that, again, while he's not an offensive performer, you know you could stick him in there once a week, and, and he's going to call a good game. He's going to um, help defensively, and so on and so forth. So that's really nice to have. Um, you know, the Mets went into last year thinking – we don't know if Travis Darno can stay healthy. We don't know what he's going to provide us. But at least we have this really intriguing guy in Kevin Ploiecki who we can fall back on if Travis Darno gets hurt. Um, that hasn't worked out for the Mets for a couple of years now. Every time Darno has gotten hurt and Kevin Ploiecki ha- has stepped in, um, Ploiecki just has not performed up to his expectations, up to the Mets' expectations. So he- he's kind of run out of rope a little bit, and you'll see him at AAA and. Uh, I think that's just why it's, uh, again, ultra important for the Mets to have Rene Rivera back there. Uh, the pitchers clearly all like throwing to him. Um, he calls a good game. And, you know, the other aspect that gets talked about a lot, which I mentioned earlier, is the holding base runners. Um, you know, Noah Syndergaard allowed so many stolen bases last year. Even Steven Matz, a left-hander, allowed so many stolen bases last year. As, as a staff, the Mets are not good at holding base runners. And, um, you know, while Rene Rivera isn't the best in the game, at uh, throwing out base dealers and arm strength and all of that, he's average to above average in, in all of those areas. And it makes a huge difference from someone like Travis Darno, who was significantly below average last year. You saw it in games. Um, you saw, you know, kind of Rene Rivera. The Mets had a chance when he was back there behind the plate. And I think that's a nice thing for them to have. I think certainly it's something that Travis Darno can watch and learn a little bit, uh, you know, from Rivera as much as he can from from Glenn Sherlock, the bench coach, the catching coordinator. So um, all of these are aspects, all of these are important aspects. And, uh, yeah, I think the Mets are really pleased with what Rene Rivera gave them in a small sample last year. 
Certainly going to be interesting monitoring the catcher position throughout 2017 because, like you said, it's a spot where improvements can be had and where this Mets team can get better. But Darno Rivera, I guess if an injury happens, Kevin Ploiecki uh, will be back up in the big leagues as well. You look at that group and there's promise. It's just a matter of whether or not it, it works out and it comes through. But it's good to have Rivera, as, as I think you put it, a, a rock. It's good to have that there as a backup plan to Travis Darno. Spring training will tell us a lot with Glenn Sherlock there working with Darno. It'll be interesting. All right, so that's your catching you up on the catchers for the New York Mets, but we'll work our way through the roster as we get closer and closer to spring training here on the podcast. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Mets edition. For Anthony DeComo, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.